Before we get into today's episode, I want to highlight something pretty cool happening at the FT. Usually, there are a couple of ways you can access the FT. Buy a physical newspaper, be a paying digital subscriber, or hey, you can even listen to this podcast. But today, September 18th, we are lifting the paywall, which means that you can access all the great journalism the FT does for free. If you take a look at today's show notes, you'll find links to all the stories we covered in today's briefing, plus some of my favorite FT reads to get you started. And now, today's news. Today is Wednesday, September 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York plans a second intervention to ease a funding squeeze in short-term lending markets. Benjamin Netanyahu fails to clinch an outright majority for his Likud party in Israel's second election of the year. And researchers find that a number of smart TVs are leaking user data to Netflix and Google. Plus, the FT's chief economics commentator, Martin Wolf, has diagnosed a problem with the way the economy works today. He'll explain and tell us what corporations can do to fix it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. On Tuesday, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York announced plans to inject another $75 billion into the U.S. financial system. The announcement came just a day after it made its first intervention of this kind in more than a decade. Joe Renison is a markets reporter for the FT in the U.S. He has more on short-term lending markets and why the intervention is a big deal. Repo markets are effectively short-dated lending markets where banks and investors exchange cash, often for treasury collateral, and often also for as little as overnight or a few days or a few months. In this instance, we're talking about overnight repo trades. And what happened on Monday, we started to see repo rates rise, effectively the interest rate charged in these kind of short-dated lending markets. And that really kind of began to accelerate on Tuesday. Why is this happening? Well, there's a couple of short-term drivers, partly because it was tax day for US companies, so they were pulling cash out of the market, making less cash available to lend. Also because a bunch of treasury securities settled this week, which means investors were having to pay for those treasury securities, again, pulling cash out of the market. But the bigger issue is more to do with the structural shifts that have occurred in short-term lending markets in recent years. And the fact that this really kind of shook to the heart of some of the big decisions that have been made by the Federal Reserve, not least regarding its balance sheet and the decline in bank reserves at the Fed. That has tightened financial conditions. And what's been highlighted on Tuesday and continues is the fragility of the plumbing that connects all the different parts of the financial system together. Securing a fifth term continues to be an uphill battle for Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. The country's longest-serving PM failed to clinch an outright majority, which in Israel is 61 seats, for his Likud party and other right-wing allies, according to exit polls from yesterday's general election. This is the second election of 2019 for Israel. In May, Mr. Netanyahu failed to form a new coalition and called for a fresh vote. 
this election is crucial for Mr. Netanyahu. The prime minister could be indicted on corruption charges as early as next month. But if he remains the country's leader, he has promised to fast-track an immunity clause through Israel's legislative body. And your smart TV might be leaking your personal information to the likes of Netflix and Google. Researchers from Northeastern University and Imperial College London found that a number of smart TVs were sending out data, such as location and IP addresses, to Netflix and third-party advertisers. The TVs studied are made by Samsung and LG, as well as the streaming dongles Roku and Amazon's Fire TV. And this data leak happened whether or not users had a Netflix account. These researchers also found that other smart devices, including speakers and cameras, were sending user data to dozens of third parties, including Spotify and Microsoft. Meanwhile, in a separate study by Princeton University, researchers found that some apps supported by Roku and Fire TV were sending data, including specific user identities, to third parties, including Google. Netflix says it doesn't receive any information about other applications or activity on smart TVs. Experts warn minimal oversight exists on how smart devices store and share personal data. One computer scientist even called the situation dire. And here's a closer look at something you should know more about. Back in August, one of America's largest business lobbies, the Business Roundtable, dropped its shareholder primacy creed. It was a big moment, since this idea of putting shareholders first has driven U.S. capitalism for decades. The BRT launched a new statement of purpose, one that considers not only the stockholder, but also employees, communities, even the environment. But as our own chief economics commentator, Martin Wolf, puts it, the fact that we arrived at this moment means something has gone very wrong. There has been a really very slow and sluggish productivity growth which has got dramatically worse since the crisis everywhere in the Western world. Second, there has been an almost universal, though varied in extent, increase in inequality. And finally, there was a really gigantic financial crisis with very long-running consequences. So that's what's gone wrong. Writing in the FT today, Martin says most of this comes down to something called rentier capitalism. It's an income you receive that is more than than is needed to persuade you to do the work or provide the good, provide the service. In other words, it's sort of surplus income that you, you gain without actually needing it in any sense in, to make the market transaction. And most rent is, as it were, extracted from other people who do produce the effort to make things happen in the economy. So let's give you some examples of a rent extraction which are important. One is various forms of monopoly. It's clear that we have allowed the emergence of a number of colossal structural monopolies in our economies, which are gaining huge rents. Another example is tax avoidance through the manipulation of profit and the actual manipulation of the tax code itself to allow corporations and wealthy people to live pretty well untaxed. Finally, since I started with the corporate sector, 
the simply colossal explosion in pay at the very top of the corporations, which has in no way coincided with an improvement in performance in terms of productivity growth in these companies. That looks like rent extraction to me. Companies can be run by the top executives in substantial measure for their own benefit, using the shareholder value mantra, as it were, as an excuse. You end your piece by saying that the business roundtable's push to move away from shareholder primacy is a good start. What else needs to be done? How do we fix this, either from corporate standpoint or from the governance standpoint? Well, I think we have to build on what the business roundtables said to think about how the governance of corporations should work. This is a very difficult topic to make people throughout the corporation think the corporation is working for them, has obligations to the people who work for it. I think that there are big issues about the attitude of corporations to necessary regulation in the areas of finance, the environment, the labor market, and the tax system as well. Instead of fighting for the greatest possible deregulation, I think if these people are serious about trying to make corporations good citizens and rebuild their place in society, in a working democratic society, they have to be thinking about their role in the public arena, in the public square. And if they don't, I think, and this process we've been seeing uh, of greater, ever greater disillusion in the public and the rise of populism, um, I, I actually do think we have to ask ourselves whether competitive capitalism and liberal democracy will continue to survive and work together. You can read Martin's piece and the rest of what we've covered today all at FT.com. Don't forget, it's free to read. And online today, we'll be following the Federal Reserve. Markets expect the Fed's rate-setting committee to make a second consecutive cut of 25 basis points. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.